What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, if you're already a member of our Patreon page, you can skip ahead. But if you're not, stick around, listen to this. The Bob Seska Show is powered almost exclusively by our aforementioned Patreon subscribers. So if you love this podcast, you can help keep it online by signing up for just $5 per month at patreon.com slash Show. Not only are you going to get the Shadow Docket shows twice per week, but you're also going to get to download the Patreon app. You can participate in the chat room on the app. You're going to be able to comment under each episode, and you can post your own blogs in the member post tab as well. Plus, you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast as we guide you through the chaos of our politics. So get going. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. We could not talk or talk forever mm-hmm. and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 21, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1035 of the Biden-Harris administration, 349 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram, Seska. that's my handle there. Twitter, Seska underscore go for now. Spoutable Bob Seska, Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. And that guy sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. You say Buzz Burbank. No, no. You said it all. No, no, you stand your butt up. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. Hi, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, He he is Bob, of course, and I am Buzz, and we're doing a show two days before Thanksgiving, so you'll have new stuff to scream at your relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, take notes. You're welcome. Uh, Here's how divided even the Republicans are right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, For them, elbowing is the new handshake. Sucker punch. Typical. Uh, but but in the spirit of the holidays, uh, Republicans in Congress are inviting everyone to drop by for a little kidney punch. If you've never had it, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, elbowed a fellow Republican in the back last week. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew there was going to be uh, right-wing violence. I just didn't expect it to be self-inflicted. <laughs> right. Stupid, stupid. Yeah. Uh, so to recap, McCarthy kidney-punched a fellow Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen challenged a witness to a fight. Yeah. Uh, James Comer called a witness a smurf. And Marjorie Taylor Greene called another Republican the P-word. But with all of that, with all of that, Republicans have decided that the one making him look bad is George Santos. <laughs> There's the problem. It's the whole crew. 
See, if he's gone, then the rest of them are clear. Uh, <laughs> the, the House Ethics Committee found that Santos broke multiple laws. Mm -hmm. uh, in response, Santos said he won't run for re-election, at least not under that name. Smart. <laughs> uh, and Trump's social media site, uh, what's the name of it again? It's, it's uh, uh, Truth, Truth Central is what Truth it is, Truth yes. Cent anyway, it's whatever it is, it's in such dire financial trouble. Uh, Trump's social media site is in so much trouble, it's expected to go under any day now. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry about all of his wise words there being lost. They're all being archived at Trump University. Yeah. There we go. You can make nicknames and you can act like a fart. And you know this isn't the job for you. Tell me, how can you stand there with that thing on your head? Not afraid of looking a fool. So he says that showers are feeble, says Trump, says Trump. No pressure, he says, that he feels. Things are gonna work out better after this ordeal. He likes his showers, we know. <laughs> showers are feeble, says Trump, says Trump. No pressure. No pressure, he says, that he feels. What a jerk now. Showers are <laughs> feeble, says Trump, says Trump. In his Sure got us a raw deal. Now those showers. showers are feeble, yeah. says Trump, yeah. says Trump. Rocky Mount Mike right there. Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter. I have one foot in vacation land right now. Oh, yeah. This is like the last day of school before holiday break, right? <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is the last live show before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, there will, you'll have a show on Thursday, an interview, one of your one of the best ones, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, do you Have you decided yet who it's going to be? Yes, there's a best of uh, interview tomorrow, and it is uh, my interview from 2018 with the great yes. Helen O'Donnell. Ah. She is uh, the daughter of... Kenneth O'Donnell, who was the mm -hmm. chief of staff for President John F. Kennedy. You did very well for a pop quiz, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that interview, of course, is appropriate because tomorrow is the anniversary, the 60th anniversary yes, of yes, the JFK yes. assassination. So we're going to talk a little um, bit about that with Helen. I mean, if you haven't, I urge you to listen to this uh, special best of interview tomorrow with uh, Helen O'Donnell because so insightful. I had a gazillion questions, which is why the sure. interview is nearly two hours long. So oh hunker down. It's a, like a holiday special. Sure. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. And so, yeah, there's that tomorrow. And then on Thursday will be yes. a, a best of the Thursday show. And what I'm doing uh, for that episode is uh -huh. uh, I'm rerunning the most downloaded Thursday episode Ooh. of the year. Oh, that's exciting. You yes. shouldn't even tell it. Don't even tell us anything about it. Just I, I know won't. that it's the most downloaded, and that's it. That's, that's right. why you ought to listen. So that Rocky Mountain Mike song is really about Donald Trump's water pressure uh, obsession. <laughs> and his showers, yes. Yeah, and when I saw it, I was like, well, of course, we got to talk about the golden showers, because mm -hmm. Trump was talking about it the other day. He did. Yeah, fact, amazing that he's talking about it. Yeah, actually, it wasn't Trump himself. It was Tiny Trump. Tiny Trump escaped from his oh, cigar I box see. in my closet, made his way somehow, put a little nap sack at the end of a stick and was able to hitchhike his way to a rally. 
So, uh, yeah, Tiny Trump was at a rally and talking about the allegations from the Steele dossier, as we all know, the the famous P-tape, which, depending on who you ask, it's real, it's not real. I don't know. I I mean, look, it's Russia. It could be any of those things. It could be real, it could be fake. I don't know. It's like the X-Files, I want to believe. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah, thank you very much. So here's uh, Tiny Trump denying that he engaged in golden showers right. in and, a and, uh, Ritz-Carlton in Moscow. And, and, and note that he brings the proof with him. Listen to this. Yeah, here we go. He was with four hookers. You think that was good that night to go up and tell my wife it's not true, darling? I love you very much. It's uh-huh. not true. Well, that part's a big lie. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> well, he's calling uh, Melania darling. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's not happening. He was with four hookers. You think that was good that night to go up and tell my wife it's not true, darling? I love you very much. Nope. It's not true. Not true. Actually, that one she didn't believe because she said he's a germaphobe. He's not into that, you know? Oh, red hats love that. He's not into golden showers, as they say they call them. Who's that? Oh I don't like that idea. <laughs> No, I didn't. I thought that would be a big problem. I was going to have a rough night, but that one she was very good on. She said, no. Oh, thank you, Tiny Trump. Yeah, so that's where it ends. So So what he's saying is he got away with it that time. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing about this. The allegation, Buzz, isn't that the prostitutes pissed on him? Which no. is the definition of a golden shower. You get a golden shower, that means right. someone is pissing on you, or a That's number correct. of people in this case. And I, I believe him when he says, because, you know, he's a germaphobe. I, I don't think that happened. Yeah, right. But, 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 <laughs> but the idea here, the allegation is that he paid women to piss on the bed at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow. Exactly. The same bed that the Obamas had slept in, allegedly. And then he just stood... Point. Yeah, exactly. He just stood by and watched the prostitutes pissing on the bed. So he's and, denying something, the receiving of a golden shower, that isn't right. even alleged, which to me, when that happens, when I hear someone denying right. something that no one is accusing him of doing, that right. means he's obviously lying. Weren't there other stories? Isn't there a story from Las Vegas about Trump and some other guys and golden showers? And by the way, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is welcome to our turkey-tacular. <laughs> yeah. And we will have more recipes later in the show. There was a separate story, and this is where I think the Steele dossier may have merged some memories, may have merged some uh, firsthand accounts of golden showers. There is a thing in Las Vegas where Donald Trump and a number of other people watched some dancers or something. Yeah, allegedly uh, doing golden showers on each other or something along those lines where they paid these people to do this. And that, I think, is getting, yeah, blended in with the Moscow allegations, right? Well, well, I don't know if it's blended in. It's, it's, you know, it seems like another, (laughs) if true, it's another example. I mean, uh, both of them, if true, are examples of where his interest lies. And and while I believe uh, he didn't, uh, hi, kids. Uh, although I believe he didn't have anyone pee on him, I think he <laughs> enjoys. I, I find it. I do find it credible that he enjoys seeing women urinate. Yeah, and yeah. Th- this does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and if now that there are at least two stories about this, where there was there was the Vegas story, and then there was separately what was in the the steel dossier yeah uh and uh, they one seems to support the other does it not i mean they're not uh, this wouldn't hold up in court 
Yeah. But it, it certainly uh, paints a trend. Right, right. Well, I do think that there is some stream crossing. There is some crossing of the <laughs> urine streams between so them. So sorry. to speak, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, anyway, that's Donald Trump denying something that no one is accusing him of, which right. is a gigantic which is a conf- red flag, yeah. It's a confession, yeah. yeah. When, you deny <laughs> exactly. that, when you deny that which you have not been accused, you are confessing. Yes. Bingo. Okay, now we turn from uh, the silly to the fascism yeah. files, right? We got to talk about the fascism files because oh, there's a number of new things here. Still story number one, no doubt. And and you know you're seeing it everywhere. And I, I'm still, thankfully, I'm still seeing mainstream media coverage yeah. of uh, this fascism trend worldwide. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, here in America in particular, uh, Trump's rhetoric is increasingly frightening. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no reason to think, based on what he's promised to do, that he won't actually do the things so yeah. uh, the the threat here is very very real and it makes more relevant uh, I haven't always paid as much attention to world news as I should have yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have in recent years thankfully yeah. and I see now more of the importance of it and you see the relativity of this you see when you see what the worldwide trend is it makes what's happening here even more frightening. Yes, and we're going to talk about what happened in Argentina here right. coming up in the uh, second segment of the show. But for now, here's the first item from the fascism files. Right. It is uh, a tweet by Mehdi Hassan from MSNBC, mm-hmm. and he is replying to this guy named Mike Davis. If you're oh, unfamiliar Davis. with that name, Mike Davis is on the short list to be Donald Trump's attorney general should mm-hmm. Donald Trump get elected elected next year. So stand by for action. This is going to be awful if Donald Trump wins because this guy, Mike Davis, will become the attorney general and the attorney general under Donald Trump will serve directly under the White House rather than being an independent law enforcement agency of the federal government. And and do his bidding and going after teachers and journalists. Yep scientists and more. Yeah. So uh, he writes here, Mehdi Hassan, is now on my list to indict, to detain, and denaturalize. Sure, uh, and he's in, brown. Yeah, yeah. Actually, in fact, Bonus. there's a fourth one. Bonus, yeah. Indict, detain, denaturalize, and deport. There you go. So Trump's next attorney general is planning to indict, detain, denaturalize, and deport Mehdi Hassan. He said here, I already, and he tweeted this. I'm just, I'm reading directly from Mike Davis's tweet. I already have his spot picked out in the D.C. gulag. But I'll put him in the women's cell block with uh, this guy, Tim Miller, who's a writer for The Bulwark. And then he ends here by saying, so these whiny leftists don't get beat up as often. Oh, he's being nice. He's being magnanimous by putting them in the same cell to prevent them from getting beaten up, right? Right. Oh, God. The, and so, the, the, same, the same journalists who are still both sidesing it uh, yeah. publicly are the first people who he'll be, he'll be jailing after immediately going after Bill Barr and, and General Milley and, and, and the rest. Exactly. After going after that immediate group that he feels betrayed him, he will then be going after uh, teachers and journalists and yeah. scientists. Yeah. yeah. So Mehdi Hassan's response to this uh, basically puts a fine point on who this guy is and what he plans to do. Mehdi wrote, mm-hmm. there's nothing to see here, just former Gorsuch law clerk touted as Trump's next attorney general threatening to indict detain and deport me for what in parentheses and put tim miller who is gay in a women's prison yeah 
nothing at all unconstitutional, fascistic, or bigoted about any of this, he says sarcastically. Yeah. And uh, wh- yeah. why, why, why is the studio audience applauding that? I'm just going to shut that let, up. Let's, well, for they were, I think we're applauding what you were doing there. Uh, and, <laughs> the, you know, yeah, it, it's not just let's deport the, the journalist. It's let's deport the brown journalist. Exactly. I, mean, I, think, I think the racism of that is, is very clear. Yeah, well, that's what we're facing here. And right. I think right. what happens is they start with the enemies of the people. That's where this all begins, and that's why oh, it's so confounding. They seem to they, sign yeah. enemies of the people, and that's the danger of Donald Trump's rhetoric these days: is he's dehumanizing mm-hmm. humans, yeah, and yeah. by dehumanizing others, uh, enemies, whatever, but by dehumanizing groups of people, uh, it, it makes it much easier for him than to enact bizarre policies, yeah, because yeah. he's pre-justified it by by demonizing or at least uh, dehumanizing groups of people, uh, starting with narrower groups of people like journalists, going after wider groups of people like brown people. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is, and they're promising to do this. And they're, they already know who's going to fill the positions for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, Bob was just saying about Mike Davis. Yep, yep. They're interviewing uh, candidates right now. Not just candidates for the top-level department secretary posts, like uh, attorney general, things like that. They're interviewing bureaucrats that will be loyal to Donald Trump. Like, they've got to find 54,000 of them. Because on day one, Donald Trump is going to fire all of these uh, federal workers. These are people with families and houses and mortgages and health care that they will lose because Donald Trump wants to take over the federal government and install all these sycophants who will not challenge him when he decides, I'm going to be president for life. I'm going to be dictator for life. Those slots immediately filled by the 54,000 loyalists we talked about on previous shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can bet that some of those loyalists will be installed in the U.S. Marshals. If there are aren't already are a bunch of loyalists in the U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you're going to get both, sure. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, what happens if Donald Trump decides he doesn't want to leave office? Like uh, Jenna Ellis was saying that he was planning to do back in 2021. What do you mean, what if he decides? Yeah, you right, know right. that's what he's going to decide. <laughs> Absolutely. And when that happens, if he's got loyalists packed into the U.S. Marshals, who's going to yank him out of there? Who's going to pull them out of the White House? The U.S. Marshals? Of course not. Of course, they'll let them stay, and that's the whole idea behind this. This is a gigantic power grab. We will not be able to choose who the president is after next year. That's just a fact. It's not like, well, it's going to be four years, and then we'll try again. That's not going to happen. He is going to be president for life if he wins next year. And and at that point, you and I uh, either form an underground <laughs> resistance or, as previously discussed, turn the show into a musical. Yes, uh, I'm with the latter. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know if, if I've got it in me to do the former, but yeah. Let's, let's lay low for a little while. <laughs> yeah, as I'm racing off to Toronto. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've read, but Toronto's got its own problems now. There's oh, just sure, a, a sure. huge housing hey, crisis. And, it's yeah. called Americans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, here's more evidence that Donald Trump plans to implement this form of idiocratic fascism, this thing that's it's, it's a form of fascism that's really unique to Donald Trump. It's like a scattershot fascism that has a lot to do with just him retaining power. But here's what he, well, yeah. yeah, he trothed this the other day on Troth Central. Troth, Truth Central. There it is. I don't know where that was during your monologue, but found it. Um, <laughs> 2024 is our final battle, he wrote. Boy, that's nice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, I'd love well, to see that from a potential head of state. Yeah. 
With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. Read that, Jews. Whenever you hear one of these guys say right. globalist. Globalist means Jew. Talking about Jews. We're going to drive out the Jews. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country, of which we are all part, right? Right. We will route the fake news media. I don't know what he means specifically by route. We're going to route the fake news media. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House, and we will finish the job once and for all. Oh my God. That's a little bit terrifying. You know, and, and I'm a little disturbed by some things I've been reading that, that indicate, well, you know, yeah, Trump uh, has his own kind of fascism. It's not going to be like the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, see, I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. Fascism yeah. is fascism, and uh, while he may put his own spin on it, I think it's going to be very much like the other guys. Oh, yeah. To be clear about where I am, I, I'm in this really weird position. Now, mind you, I'm the don't get happy guy, but... Uh -huh. While I am terrified of the stakes, yes, I have a good feeling about so the I. outcome of the election. I'm still yeah, feeling so pretty I. optimistic about what happens. Part of that is, I think, uh, attributed to following people like Hal Sparks and Simon Rosenberg and uh -huh. Christopher Boozy and keeping an eye on their assessments of things moving forward, which, by the way, are like night and day different than uh, the assessments that we're getting from the you know legacy news media and so forth with all these janky polls and so on. So uh, I would I would strongly recommend keeping an eye on what Simon Rosenberg is saying, what Hal Sparks is saying on his streaming YouTube show, which I was on yesterday. Had a great time cool. talking with Hal cool. for an hour. And so, uh, yeah, strongly recommend Mega Worldwide on YouTube. Twice a day. He, I don't know how he does it. I, I want what he's having. <laughs> I got to find that energy somehow. In we'll me. do it live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and regarding this particular uh, troth by Donald Trump, uh, God, I'm going to botch her last name, but... I think we all know Ruth Ben Gate. Giot is that? I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Ruth Ben Gate. Either. It looks like Ruth Ben Gate. She wrote, uh, and this is reported in the New York Times, I believe. There are echoes of fascist rhetoric, and they're very precise. She said. Yes. yes. Uh, she is, of course, a professor at New York University who studies fascism. So she's an expert at this stuff around the world uh, historically. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The overall strategy is an obvious one of dehumanizing people so that the public will not have as much of an outcry at the things that you want to do. See, now you know where I got that, that I said a moment ago. Yeah. I got it from her. So uh, meantime, Donald Trump released another fake health assessment. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. From a very familiar doctor. You know who his doctor is? It's Dr. Nick Riviera. Hi, everybody. From The Simpsons, that guy. The, the quack doctor. Hi, everybody. Like all yes. of Donald Trump's doctors, <laughs> they're for sale. And we know that that's what's happening. Donald Trump is ordering his doctors to lie about his health condition. And naturally, that is exactly what happened once again. And I still can't believe that it's being reported in the press as though it's legitimate. Like Axios, let's see what the Axios headline. Trump's doctor says he's in excellent health. Uh -huh. And I guess, you know what? They put dick quotes around 
excellent. <laughs> they put finger quotes around the word excellent. So I don't know. Maybe Aaron Doherty at uh, Axios is being sarcastic about excellent. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, he said he has conducted several comprehensive examinations, including the most recent one on September 13th. Uh, Trump's physical exams were well within the normal range, and his cognitive exams were exceptional. And to that, I say... What you're doing? Not that exceptional. I think the right. cognitive exams he's taken during his rallies show something entirely different. Uh, yeah. See also Mactified Fortune and uh, <laughs> ProTurd, what that's you're doing. That's what you're doing. That, that, that's the real proof and more important than, than what this fake doctor... I think everybody understands, regardless whether you're a Trump supporter or uh, a, a Trump uh, battler, as, as we are, yeah. uh, regardless of where, where you are on, on the man, uh, you, you know this is all BS. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, universally accepted, whether you support him or hate him, uh, this is all this is all BS. And... and, and and, uh, you know, a, a, a bit, it's like the polls uh, in, in a way. And the, the polls really, it's, it's too early, yeah. you know, to, that's really the conclusion I've come to after having some angst over it myself. Mm -hmm. It's just too early to pay attention to the polls because the reason, and you know this, uh, Bob, people are paying less attention. To politics right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have their complaints. Uh, and by the way, on, on the economy, just an interesting note on that is uh, even though the economy polls terribly, like eight in 10 Americans say this is a fair to poor economy, even though that's what the poll numbers are, they're spending as if they were optimistic about the economy. Yeah. There's yeah. there the, the spending is there's we're spending, you know, they they are upset about the prices, but it hasn't stopped them from spending and that's kind of an interesting reveal. And as we get closer to is it going to be the fascist or the old guy, I think you're going to see the poll numbers would shift dramatically yeah. between where they are now and where they'll be just before the election. And I think they're already creeping in that direction. A, a Harris-Harvard poll, I know it's too early for polls, <laughs> but it shows that, that Biden's uh, popularity has increased from 42% in September to 45% now. Hey, that great. His, his ha handling of the economy has gone from 41% to 44%. So not still not where we'd like them to yeah. be, but do you see where they're trending? Yeah. Do you see where the, the direction in which we're headed? And the more months go by, the more those numbers are going to swing in that direction. Mm -hmm. So there is very much reason to be optimistic here. But at the same time, a real focus is not whether or not, you know, Trump's lying about his weight or, or the condition of his health because you know we can see he's 77 we can see the condition of his health we can see his diet and lifestyle <laughs> Uh, so we don't, yeah. we, we, we have our own assessment of what mm -hmm. his health would be, or then you're MAGA and you believe he has, uh, eight pack abs, you know, <laughs> well, those right. are the, kind of the two schools of belief there. Yeah. But, it, but when it gets down to, uh, you know, that guy fascism mm -hmm. or continued sanity, I, I, I can't help but think that the majority of Americans will go for continued sanity. Well, the historic trend has always been that if it's a Republican president, you're going to get a recession out of that. So yeah. if you're pissed off about the economy still, for whatever reason, maybe because the mainstream press has told you to be pissed off about the economy, uh, maybe you actually are hurting. 
Well, you're going to be hurting a hell of a lot more. Absolutely. I don't know if that's the Absolutely. best argument to make right now, but you're going to be hurting a lot more if Donald Trump well, becomes president. No, I, 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 yeah. I think it is significant, and I think it, it is a message that, that can get through because people know how difficult life is now for certain people, know how difficult life is yeah. for themselves and their families right now. I think when confronted with the idea that this can actually get worse, mm -hmm. uh, it might resonate with them. I I don't I don't know, you yeah. know, because thankfully, and I have so much to be thankful for at this at this holiday. Thankfully, I'm not in that position, but yeah, and yeah. so I it's not fair. I shouldn't even I don't even know if I could try to imagine that position. The the, the, the thought of of being homeless or living in your car or yeah, whatever yeah. is is horrifying. Right. Uh, and and so and and the disparity. Uh, by the way, uh, income disparity, although still entirely out of whack, has actually begun to shrink a little bit. So maybe to some degree we're headed in the right direction. Yeah. And I think unions and and other people should continue to apply the pressure to achieve more of a balance there. But yeah, it can absolutely be worse. And I think it's fair that people know that it can be worse. And I, I think it will become more clear to them as the election gets closer, but we can't sleep on this. We can't yeah. assume everything's going to be okay because of the worldwide trend, because uh, not just Argentina that we'll talk about coming up, but this is happening in countries all around the world or has been happening in countries all around the world. There is a shift toward uh, fascism yeah. worldwide. And look at what's happening around us here in the U S now and know know that it can happen here, but only if we let it. One of the great traditions when you've got a re-election campaign of an incumbent president is right. uh, to talk about not changing horses midstream. Right. That's the cliche that often gets bandied around in politics, but there's actually some wisdom to that, and specific to this particular election, which is that the economy is strong and improving based on all of the traditional economic indicators. That's the assessment that I'm making. Obviously, there are always exceptions to those economic indicators, yes, and I'm not diminishing those. But when we're assessing president to president to president or individual presidential records, the best way to do that, the most fair way to do that, is to take the same in economic indicators that we apply to previous presidents and apply that to the current president and then forecast ahead with subsequent presidents, right? I think that's a fair way to handle it. And so when we look at all of these economic indicators, whether it's the unemployment rate, whether it's the GDP, whether it's right. inflation, et cetera, these are all things that are not only strong, but they're strong and getting stronger. So GDP, True. strong. Unemployment, True. we're near full employment for the first time in my I lifetime. Uh, I read the words of a voter who said, uh, I, he just heard they added 100,000 new jobs, and he said, yeah. uh, that doesn't help me. <laughs> and, and so, they're, they're, I mean, because he's, he's employed. He's just, you know, he, he, but the point I think we need That's to make. selfish. I think the, yeah. I, I, indeed, but uh, I think it's a realistic assessment of how people think and how voters think uh, to a large degree. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea here is that it's either a strong economy that continues to improve right. or a destabilized economy from a known entity in Donald Trump who already presided over a very deep recession during his right. term. 
and right, but, belonging yeah. to a party that has always presided over deep recessions. So the historic right. precedent applies here that we can expect not only the destabilization that will come with a fascist regi- regime in Washington, but also the fact that yeah. the, this regime, this particular party, is synonymous with recession, economic calamity, loss of jobs, etc. Everything that goes along with downturns like that. So that's what we can expect. And that's the choice for next year. It's either strong, getting better, or complete fucking chaos. So choose wisely. You're absolutely right about Mm -hmm. all of that. Every word of that is true. I just don't know if the uh, average voter is analytical enough to, to know that or or what their opinion actually is of what party they think is better at, at money or what yeah. what candidate they think is better at money. Uh, obviously, uh, Trump supporters believe the economy was better when he was president. Uh, and and, and a, a lot of it, a lot of it is is resentment over uh, what they do. I know it's absolutely laughable, yeah. but it's what they believe. And it's it's a reality and it's the story they're putting out there. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, I'm just saying we shouldn't overestimate the analysis that voters uh, apply to that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's a it's a gut issue. But I think I think a good argument is. You're complaining about the prices, but you're still buying shit at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is all about making this argument, making the case uh, for the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris record over the next year. And this is, we're just, we're providing weapons for that. We're providing an arsenal to make that argument uh, out in public, whether you're going door to door, whether you're talking to your family members at Thanksgiving. And if you are, good luck. Good luck with that. Enjoy. That's why we're here. Yes. Wear headgear. Wear some sort of protective clothing. Kevlar, maybe, would be a good idea. The Thanksgiving helmet, yes. Yeah, But take this with you. I mean, this is, I mean, obviously, when we talk about reasons why the economic record of the Biden administration is strong, this is all Mm -hmm. to provide arguments for uh, you you listening. Yeah, yeah. If your family is up for the detail. Exactly. Absolutely. Just, I mean, as we're doing social media, as we're replying to things this is all yeah this is uh beefing up your uh personal political arsenal so there you go okay we've got lots more to talk about and speaking of the economy there was something insane that happened in argentina and we're going to talk about that guy another anarcho-capitalist weirdo has now risen to uh, uh the head of state in argentina Going to talk about that or guy. As, or and, as I like to call it, Elvis is back in the building. <laughs> and in that context, we're going to talk about libertarianism here coming up uh, with a uh, one particular case study. I'm sure you've uh, read about it at some point or another. Uh, Grafton, New Hampshire, where the Free State Project was implemented and all hell broke loose. Why? Because libertarianism doesn't work. It's never worked. There's never been a successful economy or government under libertarianism. It has never prospered. It's always been a disaster and yet they keep doing it they keep uh they keep whizzing on the electric fence as we like to say so don't and don't do that don't whiz on the electric fence. libertarianism it'll, it'll blah blah ruin blah your holiday yeah yeah plus uh elon musk is engaging in slap suits this particular one against media matters we'll talk about that coming up here on the remember show remember when the remember when the three stooges did that have they had slap suits <laughs> yes, that was they, great yes they did you wise guy all right We'll take a uh, short break and come back with more show right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is brand new music from Richard Turgeon, one of our favorites here on the show. It's a single called Our Fair City. Off his brand new record, it is called Life of the Party. It is out, I think now. If it's not out now, it's going to be out any any day now. See how accurate I am with this information? Um, But I love the way you just let this track. And this sounds like the kind of thing I would be listening to when the windows would be steamed up on the car and I'm on my way to Thanksgiving and I'm cranking (laughs) this song. Yeah. Oh, it's great. This is uh, one of my faves on this album. I got a preview of the whole damn thing. So link in the description, of course, to support Richard Turgeon and his brand new record called Life of the Party and this particular single called Our Fair City. Uh, just go to bobseska.com, find this episode dated 11-21-23. Click that link, scroll on down, and then click on all the links for the independent recording artists on today's episode and get that music into your record collection. As your lawyer, I strongly advise you to do that. Okay. So uh, what we have here is the schedule for debates for next year. This is what's going to happen and when everything is going to go down between uh, Joe Biden and 
whoever the Republican nominee is going to be, and I fear so that it's going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. At least this is the schedule so far as we know at this date. Yes. Yeah, so the first presidential debate will be Monday, September 16th, 2024, at Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas. Uh-huh. Oh, good. So it's going to be a friendly crowd, apparently. Um, the vice presidential debate will happen after that. That'll be Wednesday, September 25, uh, 2024. That'll be at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania. Then the second presidential debate will be Tuesday, October 1, 2024. That'll be Virginia State University in Petersburg, Virginia. And then the third presidential debate will be Wednesday, October 9, 2024. That'll be the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah. That one will be at altitude. Uh, what is, I don't know, do you know what, right off the top of your head what the altitude is of Salt Lake City? It's up there, I, right? I, 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 no, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, yeah. I, for some reason, I assumed you were like Cliff Clavin and would have that information available. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, hmm. that's going to be interesting only because you've got a couple of guys uh, around 80 years old in high altitude gasping for breath yeah, <laughs> on the debate yeah, stage uh, on October it, 9th. It, it is. I, I made it a point to... to bypass salt lake city so far yeah. uh but yeah it is uh like over four thousand feet oh my god uh, between four yeah four thousand two hundred sixty five feet i'm told so yeah yeah that's uh that's tall yes it is and the thing that i think of when i think about these locations and especially ones that are at altitude right. is i think back to the first obama romney debate in 2012 uh-huh. and that was in denver colorado obviously at altitude, <laughs> thinner air. And I think that's may have what affected Barack Obama in that debate. I think he was just kind of loopy from being in altitude. Well, I can envision both, you know, assuming it were Trump and Biden. And by the way, if you use a traditional calendar, by all means, pencil in these dates, because if mm. Trump is a factor, I, I wouldn't stick to any of this. I wouldn't I wouldn't count on any of this <laughs> yeah. happening on and certainly not on schedule. But but if that were to happen, if they were to, to be at at altitude, as apparently yeah. we say, uh, then I think they could both be loopy. <laughs> You know, so Did you it say, might uh, be apparently we say as if yeah. it's like I don't know he's just made that up. Well, uh, as opposed to saying, <laughs> as opposed to saying at high altitude. Okay. Apparently, right. apparently it's. Uh, I guess the kids are saying at altitude. So we'll say uh, apparently, I'm at altitude today. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there it is. That's what's happening with the debates and. Uh, We'll see how that all plays out, whether it's going to happen at all. I don't right. know. This next year is going to be so fucking uh, insane. I can't even oh, believe uh, it. Totally unpredictable, in yeah. my opinion. I, yeah. I just don't think we can know for sure. We can, uh, you know, there are certain things that seem probable. Uh-huh. Uh, we can go with that. But that's really about as as strong as we can bet on things at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, there's uh, no bets at this point. Yeah. Please, too, too early. Too early for polls. Too early for betting. Yeah, God. I'm just thinking, and I'm already getting winded just thinking about the next year. <laughs> like, I need to take a yeah. break here. Is, is there oxygen in the room? I got Anyway, so the next thing I want to talk about with regard to elections here is the result of the Argentinian election. 
Uh-huh. Not usually something we talk about a whole lot on the show, no, Argentinian no. politics. No. Like I said, I think one of the regrets of my news career is that I didn't pay closer attention to uh, world events. Uh, yeah. you know, but I, it was I, we were very centric, or I was very America centric, I guess, or you know, and, and just focused on on the U.S. government. I've always been interested in national news in this country, and yeah. and so my focus has been kind of narrow. But uh, with fascism chain linking itself around the globe mm-hmm. and uh, uh the seeming eminence of fascism here yeah i'm a little worried uh, the yeah. trend is the trend is against us people so i mean if there was ever a reason to get off the bench and and get in uh, into the fight yeah uh, th- this is it well you've got a confluence of a couple of things you've got these authoritarians rising up to uh, public office in all of these countries, heads of state and so on. If they are not already there, they're running to get to that place. As right. we saw with Marine Le Pen in, in France, yes, yes. many examples of that, but lots of examples of them winning as well. And here we are in Argentina and this guy, Javier Trump, I mean, uh, Javier Millet, <laughs> I, I'm going to go yes. with the pronunciation of the last name, Millet, M-I-L-E-I. I'm probably getting that wrong. There I, will no, I think probably right. be comments correcting me but yeah so this guy javier millet is one of these far-right crackpots with stupid hair oh he's nuts yeah yeah he would wave a running a gasoline powered chainsaw in the air yeah with a blade with a blade in it like that wasn't dangerous god why why couldn't he have cut his leg off i'm surprised it didn't happen or at least trim those mutton chop sideburns yeah what what is it with the weird hair in these guys but you know the thing is You've got these two things operating simultaneously, as I was saying, this confluence of these weirdos, these anarcho-capitalists and and authoritarians running for office, and a bunch of gullible voters who say, hey, why don't we try that out? Not realizing that it's a recipe for disaster. Here's what this guy is all about, this guy Javier Millet, which you kind of nailed it as far as the... (laughs) The chainsaw goes. That's a real thing. Yeah. He, he is a self-described anarcho-capitalist. His libertarianism was a novelty for Argentina. Hey, that's a great way to base your vote on novelties. That worked out really well for the United States. Let's try that again. Uh, he has spoken in favor of loosening the country's labor laws and promoted a vision of starkly smaller government to boost economic growth. That entails eliminating half of the government ministries, including health and education. There's a whole yes. video of him going through the list of all the ministries and, and ripping them off a dry erase pa- board. Pa- yeah. Pause. Pause right there if you could, because uh, that, just those words, health and education, Yeah, that's that's the Republican thing in this country. Yeah. They're going after education now. They've gone after health. They've been fighting health care. Now they're fighting education <clears throat> itself. Just make note of these similarities because it can happen here. It, to yeah. some degree, it is happening here. And as you said, as a symbol of the deep cuts this guy champions, he has at times campaigned with a revving chainsaw in hand. Reducing the state's size dovetails with his calls for the political caste to be purged from Argentina's government. Does this sound familiar? Hello? See, there it is again. Yeah. Much as former U.S. President Donald Trump spoke of draining the swamp in reference to the entrenched establishment. See, this is where Donald, when Donald Trump happens... That sets off a trend. That is infectious. It's viral. And you see all of these copycats, whether it's Boris Johnson or this guy, all of them with the 
cosplayer weirdo hair. I mean, down to that detail. It's the show business. He is an admirer of Donald Trump, yeah. and uh, he has his own style of show, but it's all about, as like Trump, it's all about the show and the fascism, yeah. the purging of government, the crushing yeah. of, of health care and education, uh, going after the media. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, just with the very thing we were talking about domestically uh, earlier in this show. Uh, the similarities are not coincidental. Mm -hmm. They're not, this is not a coincidence that what you're hearing in Argentina sounds so similar to what you're hearing here. Yeah. And ask, ask the people of Turkey. Ask uh, the, the people beneath the other dictatorial or author authoritarian leaders of the world. Yep. And there are more of them today than there were 20 years ago, uh, to be assured. Uh, there is a trend toward this, and if we're not careful, if we don't stop it, we are next. Yes. Malay doesn't just see himself as a right-leaning politician, but also a culture warrior right. with the mission of shaking up Argentine society. Some of Malay's positions appear to echo more conservative Republicans in the United States, while his fiery, profanity-laden rhetoric has already lifted him to prominence in the global culture war that at times overwhelms political discourse in the United States, neighboring Brazil and elsewhere. Malay opposes feminist policies and abortion, as, you know, libertarians... <laughs> Yes, libertarians. As, as they do. Yeah, a small government, except when it comes to, or no government, except when it comes to regulating women's bodies, right? Right. Which Argentina has legalized in recent years, by the way, and he proposed a plebiscite to repeal that law. So he's right. going to make abortion yeah. illegal again, just exactly. like Trump. Exactly, yes. He also rejects the notion humans have a role in causing climate change naturally. In a uh, television appearance, he denounced Pope Francis, who is Argentine, as an imbecile for defending social justice and called the head of the Roman Catholic Church the representative of malignants on earth. Can I jump just to the most fun one of all, though? Yeah. That, that he wants to approve the sale of human organs. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's on his list. And in the same vein as Trump's slogan, Make America Great Again, Malay uh -huh. has said he will return the country to an unspecified period of greatness. Exactly. That doesn't roll exactly. off the tongue as well. doesn't quite fit on a hat. An oh, they, oh, they do. They, he does have, his supporters have blue Make Argentina Great Again hats. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, I think, some of the, what they were talking about earlier. You know, yeah. Some of the merchandising. Yeah, because it would have been difficult, I think, to sell the idea of return the country to an unspecified period of greatness. That doesn't quite <laughs> have the same so they, uh, they, pizzazz they, to it, yeah. But but the, a MAGA is developing there. Make Argentina yeah. great again. Uh, right. in, only with them, it's blue hats, but uh, I think even the stitching is the same yeah. as the uh, Trump hats in this country. This is not a coincidence. This, yeah. is, not, this is not a dress rehearsal. No, uh, no. By, by the way, completely off topic, but yeah. it's a holiday show so we're having fun uh <laughs> did i hear you accidentally bonk your microphone boom spring earlier when you were starting to talk maybe about? I, I think i i didn't i didn't want to interrupt you at the time because we were making a point there yeah but i i think i heard you these things oftentimes have do you have a spring on your microphone? i do i do yeah, yeah I, well i heard it go like boing you know like <laughs> when you were and and it made a comedy I, noise like a like that I, I don't know if you know this, but every time that happens, a shock jock gets his wings. <laughs> yeah, I've heard yeah. that before. Clarence told me all about it. Hey, get me. I'm giving out wings. Thank you Certainly. for pointing that out. Yes. Sure. I, well, I'm here for the fun. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, I replied to news of this guy getting elected by writing on Twitter, Argentina has 140% inflation. Yeah. I say that again, 140% inflation. 40% of the population lives in poverty. Stupidly electing a goofball far-right libertarian will only make matters worse, a lot worse. Don't be like Argentina, America. Right. Don't go, Yeah, don't go for loopy again because the legacy media is telling you something, something, the economy, something, something, inflation, something, something, the price of bacon. Let's be real about this. And by the way, they, Argentinian voters made this crazy choice because Mm -hmm. inflation is at 140% there. And we're about to make this dumb fucking choice (laughs) when inflation is at 3.2% and drop it. 3.2, yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. That's a a nearly normal rate of inflation. And like I said, uh, remember this at Thanksgiving. If they're going to be fistfights anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, take this with you. Uh, yes, uh, yes, prices are higher, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the parking lots at shopping malls, at, yep. at, at shopping centers, at, at places like Best Buy, uh, even at the grocery store, are as full as they ever were. Yeah. It has not deterred, and and this is a fact, and I, I'm sorry I don't have this in front of me, but, but uh, there are statistics that show that spending that's occurring right now Re- it reflects a public attitude of optimism yes, about the economy. Of course, while, while the polls, where we all whine about stuff, uh, shows eighty uh, percent of the people calling the economy fair to poor. Well, somebody's lying as uh, somebody's lying, and somebody's a truth in here. Uh, and and uh, so you know it can't be both ways. Yeah, yeah, you can't keep. I saw, and this is a very specific and very off topic. I saw a pickup truck the other day. A Beautiful. Well, I guess they call it a wrap uh, on this on this pickup, where it was sort of painted and decorated all over. It was white on black, oh, okay. and it, and it was all Trump crap. It was all oh, yay Trump or whatever they say, and and it was just all over this entire truck. It was a beautiful wrap <laughs> that they have money for, but doggone it, the, have you seen the price of bacon? <laughs> you know, uh, no. and so the MAGA MAGA especially, but Americans in general. Uh, I mean, eight, uh, across the board, regardless. Of demographics or politics or whatever, 80% of us are whining about the prices. Yes, you're correct. You've observed accurately the prices are higher. Have you also observed that sales are as high as they've ever been? Uh, people showing great confidence that there's going to be more money where this came from. Yep. So uh, that's the, there's what Americans are saying. Uh, good advice. I don't know where I heard this, but pay, pay attention to what they do, not to what they say. And by the way, don't choose libertarianism as an alternative. Just, yeah. just to be clear yeah. about this, and I was thinking about, because uh, when I replied to that post about uh, Javier Millet, uh, all kinds of libertarians, bro-libertarians flooded into my mentions. And as we all know, libertarianism is like Scientology for politics. It's just that, it's <laughs> yeah. just that I, dumb. I, I, I've always considered it, and I, I enjoy doing this because I know how it upsets uh, some libertarians in particular. Yeah. But uh, libertarians are Republicans in sheep's clothing. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 Republicans uh, disguised as libertarians in yeah. in uh, the vast majority of cases. Oh, I know there's a a higher uh, goal, a higher you know a morality of of libertarianism, but uh, it doesn't come through. It doesn't come through in practice as I think. Think Bob's about to illustrate. Yeah, or as Barack Obama says, libertarians are just Republicans that you block on Twitter. 
Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's what I've been saying or words to that effect for years. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I think it's fair. And like I said, it it, it upsets uh, some of them who I think uh, want to be purer of heart, yeah. but in practicality that's what they really are as Republicans in disguise. It has never worked as a form of government ever in the history of human civilization. You cannot point to me one nation that tried libertarianism and had that form of government endure beyond a fucking disaster, a colossal calamity. It just hasn't happened. It's never been successful. Case in point, there was this movement afoot for a period of time there called the Free State Project. And the idea was to go into some of these small towns in the United States and switch them over into becoming sort of like Galt's Gulch, turning them into an Ayn Rand paradise of libertarianism. And one of the case studies is this town of Grafton, New Hampshire. And one of the original masterminds of this plan to implement libertarianism, a certain Larry Pendarvis, had written of his intention to create a space honoring the freedom to, quote, traffic organs, the right to hold duels, and the God-given, underappreciated right to organize so-called bum fights, unquote. <laughs> he also bemoaned the persecution of the victimless crime that is, quote, consensual cannibalism. So here's your libertarian. Wait a minute. Con, con, consensual cannibalism? <laughs> yes, that's where you that's agree. Where you, go, wait, wait, you, you go first. Yeah, you agree um, to be eaten is what happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 You go first. Uh, the stupid residents slashed the town's already tiny yearly budget of $1 million by uh -huh. 30%. They obliged the town to fight legal test case after test case and staged absurd standoffish encounters with the sheriff to rack up YouTube hits. Grafton was a poor town to begin with, but with tax revenue dropping even as uh -huh. its population expanded, things got steadily worse. Potholes multiplied, domestic sure. disputes proliferated, violent crimes spiked, and town workers started going without heat. And that's in New Hampshire, just to remind you, it's not a warm climate in New Hampshire, so you need the heat. Yeah. Quote, despite several promising efforts, this one expert writes, a robust Randian private sector failed to emerge to replace public services. Instead, Grafton, quote, became a haven for miserable people. It yeah. became a town gone feral. And then, <laughs> and then the bears invaded. <laughs> so well, then they you know who didn't see that coming. Yeah, they had a black bear problem. <laughs> and and no one to prevent the black bears from invading the country or invading the town. Wow. So, yeah, there's your libertarianism right there. Just Yeah, you don't want so much government that uh it's going to fill potholes. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. too much. Potholes under under libertarianism, potholes heal themselves. Yeah. And the bears go the bears eventually go away, you know when they're full. Yeah. There is no more free state project. That movement is dead. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. I'm sure there are still some adherents out there somewhere, but as there. an active movement, it is not happening. Why? Because it is a disaster waiting to happen. This is the future of Argentina, possibly including the bears. <laughs> and plus, apparently they're going to be uh, selling organs and having so-called bum fights in Argentina as well. 
You know I what mean, you do you, yeah. if you have a black bear, bring in polar bears. Polar bears will finish off <laughs> That's right. the black bears. <laughs> okay, on that note, we will take uh, one last break and come back and uh, wrap up the show. Oh, we uh, yeah, we got to talk about Elon Musk suing uh, Media Matters here. You know yes. why? Because he's a free speech absolutist is what he is. Uh, back with more show right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. new single from Novelist Me. That's the name of this recording artist. The single is called Why Do You Talk? Why are you doing this? Don't do this. Yeah, go to BobSeska.com. Find this episode dated 11-21-23. You know what to do from there. Get this into your record collection, why don't you? Okay, getting back into things here on our big Tuesday show right before Thanksgiving break. Well, welcome back to the Turkey Tacular. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, no fault of our own. Uh, there have been a lot of edits today because of a te- technical breakdown. Yeah. So uh, this is like a last day of school for us you oh, know, God, before yeah. the break. Uh, but Bob has to stay after uh, today <laughs> to do a lot of editing to yes. fix the technical breakdowns. This show now requires more carving than a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> thank you. Yes, and you know, I got to thank Xfinity for providing yes. us with lovely internet service today Special. that just keeps going on and off and on and off. And then yeah. Buzz and I have to remember where we left off, what we were talking oh, about we, before the know, internet zots down. You know, it's, it's funny as we've actually gotten good at it. Yes, I know. <laughs> I try to make a mental note. I'm like, okay, I, that we, was the last thing Buzz said, we, so he's got to pick we, up on that. We, we dare you to find the edits. <laughs> I, God, I've become I'm so good at it. And it's like, I know, right? I love it. Internet glitches. That is the thing. And we use this platform that has really great audio quality to, yes. so we can all connect. And sometimes that craps out. So it's one of those things. There's a constant struggle to keep this thing online. And, and you know, I've got uh, Gilligan on a bamboo bicycle over there. He's pedaling like a yeah, bastard. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's why your support is so important. That's right. Okay, so free speech absolutist Elon Musk yes. is suing our friends at Media Matters mm-hmm. for exercising their free speech, free speech rights. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, this has to do with Media Matters tracking the fact that a lot of sponsor tweets are showing up right next to Nazi propaganda. And so that's, I mean, the very fact that there's Nazi propaganda all over Twitter, that's in and of itself a big problem. <laughs> Troubling, we'd call that. Yeah, so after Elon Musk threatened a, a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters on Friday, his company mm. X sued the media watchdog group on Monday for defamation, alleging the nonprofit maliciously tried to drive away advertisers after it published a report on ads appearing alongside posts featuring anti-Semitic rhetoric. Quote, Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured side-by-side images depicting advertisers' posts on X-Corp's social media platform beside neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content. See that they're confessing to the fact that they've platformed neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe yeah, content. Yeah, he admitted to some of it. Yes, it's right there. I mean, they're they're saying it, and yeah. then of course because Elon Musk loves he's just favorite thing in the world, whizzing on the electric fence, Don't whiz on the electric fence. doing it right you know, there. And, and again, no coincidence that he uses a similar hyperbole as Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Musk's vocabulary may be bigger in his use of the word thermonuclear in connection to a lawsuit. Yeah. So it's kind of Trump-sized uh, hyperbole uh, that, that Musk is using there. I, I'm fascinated by the use of language. And it, 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 Musk's choice of, of the, the word thermonuclear for, yeah. for an adjective as an adjective for lawsuit there right. is, is Trumpian in scope, even even if it exceeds Trump's vocabulary. Right, but this is the world's most wealthy man. This is the yes, wealthiest yes. man in the world, and right. so therefore, yeah, he can go thermonuclear on media matters. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he's got all the money in the world to spend on lawyers. To punish media matters for making its case about how Twitter has very obviously descended into an eight-kun filled with Nazis and white supremacists. How can the United States government, how can NASA continue to do business with this clear clear Nazi. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how these advertisers can c- continue to, to pay this guy. Uh, because well, yeah. Some of them have decided to pause. Yeah, they're, they're pausing. They're, it's brave. A, they, take a pause. they take a little time out, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> they're pausing till the outrage dies down. Then they'll be back to paying money to a white supremacist anti-Semite. That's right. the idea here. And so they're hoping people will stop paying attention so they can sneak back onto the platform. So what Elon is alleging here in this defamation suit, which is, by the way, contrary to free speech absolutism. Just want to be clear about that. He is saying that Media Matters manufactured these images, that they are lying, that they have constructed using Photoshop or whatever, some form of user experience that most people aren't getting. But you know what? This is a slap suit. This is the same kind of shit that James O'Keefe does and has done. This is like, this is the silencing of political participation through the use of defamation lawsuits. There is nothing more contrary to the notion of free speech than a defamation lawsuit. When you can't make your political argument adequately enough, all you got to do, if you're Elon Musk or if you're James O'Keefe or if you're Donald Trump, by the way, is all you got to do is sue the fuck out of your political opponent. That is the new platform. That is the new uh, milieu of political debate now. It has to come down to not just trying to prove your political opponent wrong. It comes down to punishing 
your political opponent. And so right. th- the whole intention here is to silence media matters using the heft of Elon Musk's legal it's, team. It's legal rope-a-dope. It's, yeah. it's hitting them with this lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit, filing yeah. a, a, a court papers, court papers, court papers, yeah. and extending this and making uh, any kind of defense unaffordable. Right. Uh, for the media outlet, and uh, that forces the media outlet out of existence, which yes. was the goal of the billionaire to begin with. Are you? I don't know if you're aware of the account called Pope Hat. It's a popular account, and his response to Elon Musk's lawsuit was this. His, her, I don't know what gender Pope Hat actually is, but uh, this person wrote, there are about 50 reasons your petulant flounce is nonsense, you emotionally <laughs> spavined freak. But let's start with the first clause of the first sentence. It's 2023, and you e-file complaints now. You don't have to wait for the courthouse to be open on Monday. You utter, and then he writes the t- he she writes the the T word here, the T W A T word that I, I don't see. say on the show. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, that was a perfect response. If to we Elon were Musk. British, yeah. we would say it loosely. Yes. Yes, and I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk tried to sue Popat at this point because of that. Uh, yeah. Meantime. You know, who's joining the fun is Ken Paxton, the attorney general, the embattled attorney general of the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. This could be counted on. Yes. He is launching an investigation into media matters because, of course, Republicans are so all about free speech rights. Ken Paxton having just uh, survived an impeachment attempt. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Ken Paxton announced his office is opening an investigation into media matters the same day the liberal news site was uh, sued for defamation by Elon Musk. The investigation was first reported by Fox News Digital. Yeah, so that's happening. Missouri's attorney general has offered to pile on and help uh, Elon Musk in this in this in this anti-Semitic racist fight. Oh God! All right, well we're gonna we're gonna leave you on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I think our work here is through. Yeah, there you go. I, and I'm just I'm relieved we made it through without another internet outage. Though we still have the shadow docket to come. Oh, yeah. I look forward to that. Well, we'll talk about our Thanksgiving plans, I guess. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about our plans for Thanksgiving. Plus, uh, uh, the great Justine Bateman has a great idea for your Thanksgiving family gatherings. This is serious and something that you should absolutely do when you're in the same room with family members where there's no, no texting or anything like that. This is something you have to do in person. We'll talk about that here coming up on the Shadow Doctor. Timely and handy advice, absolutely. Yes, uh, plus uh, Joe Biden's birthday message was awesome. Yeah. And New York Times' headline regarding Joe Biden's birthday (laughs) was horrendous, predictably enough. All right, so we're going to talk about that too. Oh, you know, know, I almost forgot to mention. What's that? Is that Americans can now order another round of four free COVID-19 tests for home delivery. They make excellent stocking stuffers. Yeah. They actually, you know what? They're really hard to come by Yeah, uh, at the holidays, especially when everyone's getting together. They want to be tested. Exactly. Uh, two Christmases ago, I think it was. I think it was uh, the Christmas of 2021, or maybe it was even last year. I remember driving around to drugstore after drugstore looking for COVID tests and uh, coming up totally empty. Once again this year, I got my turkey vaccinated. <laughs> it's better to be safe. You know, yeah, sure. You know. Safe side. Um, so yeah, you want to go to covidtests.gov. That's covidtests, plural, dot gov. C-O-V-I-D-T-E-S-T-S dot gov. The U.S. Postal Service will deliver them for free. Awesome. 
So get going. And by the way, for free is uh, a misnomer. It's actually free. G. Gordon Lennon used to remind me. You don't have to say for free. You just say free. Yeah. Or it's you free. Should, you should correct me in the uh, G. Gordon Liddy voice, though. We go to well, this ends the for free portion of our show. <laughs> <laughs> you do not say for free. It is just free. <laughs> I did that just for him. Yeah. Mrs. Liddy makes cake that you can snap like a twig. A single <laughs> drop of nicotine. Oh, enough. Enough. <laughs> all right. Have a great Thanksgiving. Seriously. You too. Have Thankful great... for you. Seriously. And for all of you listening. Oh, Thank my you. God. You have no idea. I'm so grateful for everyone, especially our Patreon subscribers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not playing favorites or anything like that. Have a great Thanksgiving. I love next. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.